Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast, where we encourage and empower moms just like you to raise those babies in the way they should go. Hi, I'm Trudy Lineski, God girl, wife, mama four, writer, vlogger, and speaker. I'm super passionate about the next generation. Together, we can lead, guide, and direct them to stand confidently in who God has called them to be. Grab your copy, get comfy. Let's get started. Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome to the Kingdom Mamas podcast. Today we welcome my girl, Natalia Drum. That's Drum with two M's, D-R-U-M-M. I met my girl at the Spark Conference in Dallas last month. She was one of those women that I saw her and I was like, "Mm, that's my girl. Then we started to have a conversation and that just became a confirmation. A little bit about Natalia. She is a writer, a Bible study teacher, and a woman passionate about helping women dive into their Bibles and be transformed by God's word. She and her husband live in Southwest Florida where they run an engineering business and homeschool their three boys. Natalia is the creator of Girlfriends in the Word, a Bible study guide system where you read 20 minutes a day for 20 days a month through the different books of the Bible or topics of study relevant to women so as to build a consistent discipline of Bible study. You can find more about her on her website at www.nataliadrum.com. Hey guys, happy Monday, Kingdom Mamas. I am so excited to introduce you to my God girl. Her name is Natalia Drum. We met at the Spark Conference in June. It was a God appointment, no doubt about it. I think we zinged from across the room. It was like, that's my girl. I prayed for women like this in my life and you put her in my life and I am forever thankful. So Natalia, tell me a little bit about yourself, your ministry, who you are, all the things. Let's learn about you. Thank you so much for having me on here today, Trudy. I'm so excited to be with all the Kingdom Mamas. Um, My name is Natalia Drum. I am a mama to three boys. I homeschool a 13-year-old, 10-year-old, and 8-year-old. So we consume an awful lot of food and my house is a constant chaotic mess, but I have a heart for women's ministry, which I find hysterical since God gave me a house full of boys. And I am passionate about getting women in their Bibles consistently and building a discipline of Bible study, because I find that when I got into God's word, God's word got into me and it transformed my life. So that is what I'm about. I love myself a cold ice latte and some hot chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) Yes. Amen. (laughs) All right. So Natalia is going to talk with us today about getting our kids in the word. I know she has a range of boys. I have a range of children myself. We want them in God's word. We don't necessarily want to thump them over the head with a Bible. So can you tell us one practical way to get them in the word without making it feel like forced or fake? How do you do that? Absolutely. It's, you know, it's so intimidating, I think, because we kind of have this constant mindset that being in God's word at home has to look something structured and like very church-esque. And Mm -hmm. I thought for a long time that if I 
didn't have a specific set time or specific thing that it wasn't going to work. And so I have found that the very best way to get my kids in the word first was for them to watch me. Mm-hmm. And so I have a station set up in my house where my kids know if they come into my room, there's a chair, there's my table, there's my Bible. And because kids will never leave us alone. And the moment <laughs> that I go to sit down at my Bible, they will find me. I have decided to just embrace the chaos mm-hmm. and let my children watch me. And then practically what I have done is taken books that I want my kids to be in that kind of introduce scripture to them. One of my favorite resources is called The Ology by mm-hmm. Marty Mikowski. And it is a theology book for children that walks them through from creation, sin, the fall, redemption, salvation, and end times. And they're like two pages long. And we go through them in five minutes every few mornings. And I find that if I just stay consistent, even when I fail, even if we've missed a week, if I just, Hey guys, we're going to come in, we're going to have five minutes together. They hop down on the sofa, we read through it. And then it gives us scripture and allows me to start the conversation with them. Wow. That sounds awesome. The ology. I'm going to have to get that. I wrote it down. (laughs) Perfect. It's an awesome book. Nice. Nice. Now your girl is in seminary herself. So she is deep in the trenches of theology. So yeah, we got an expert here in our hands. Anyway, have you- I'm working on it. You're working on it. She is. She is diligently. I'm so proud of her. Okay. So have you seen a shift in your family as you've gotten your children to study God's word? What does that look like? I have. I have. So I think I thought they had to be in the Bible for a whole chapter. And obviously my eight-year-old has the attention span of like a gnat, but (laughs) by starting in a couple verses or just a topic a day or a week, I have seen our conversations have shifted. For example, my kids have struggled to take care of the dog. You know, we had a puppy last year at the beginning of the quarantine and it was amazing and everybody was excited. And now she's lost her novelty. Nobody wants to take care of her. Uh, But (laughs) one morning- I know one morning we were, we were studying something in Genesis and we were talking about dominion and my kids realized, you know, the the practical applications clicked. And my, my 10 year old looked at me with eyes that bugged out of his head and said, mom, my dominion includes Lucy. That's the dog. And I was like, yeah, but it does, you know, so we're having these kingdom conversations in the midst of the Monday moments of every day. And so our our kids have processed, oh, there is a spiritual connection to the physical world that I live in. You know, God is watching things. God is looking at things. God does hold me accountable. You know, there's a reason God is calling us to do things. So I have seen a shift in the conversations that we have in our home because Mm -hmm. now we're using kingdom language for everyday things. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. There's a mic drop right there. Kingdom conversations in the midst of the mundane every day. Dang. Yes. <laughs> because it can get monotonous. We can tell ourselves the lives that we don't have enough time that our kids are waking up at different times and, you know, we can't make it happen, but that's a lie. And that's straight from the enemy himself because the enemy doesn't want our kids walking it out in faith. Like not only Absolutely. Are, are we, you know, we're encouraging them to get into God's word. Um, we're, we're also connecting those things like God's dominion. This is my dominion. This dog is my dominion. Like I have a responsibility. God gave me that dog. So now I have to 
show him that I'm a good steward of this pet by taking care of it. Right. Absolutely. And those are all kingdom conversations. You know, those words like stewardship and dominion, Mm -hmm. they're things that we, we, we use on Sunday, but we don't use Monday through Saturday. And so tying those connections in for our kids that what we're learning on Sunday doesn't just sit in the church. It comes home to us. And so God's word is relevant every day of the week. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming to us as mamas. Another super simple thing I did was just turning on the Bible app in the car. Mm-hmm. Because I found we're spending so much time in the car some days shuffling to one practice or another that we could listen to a chapter or listen to a podcast or listen to, you know, an adventures and odyssey teaching or anything like this. That's just getting opportunities for our kids to have these conversations with us. Right. And I think when we are being intentional about that time in the car, cause same, like we are in the car 24 seven being intentional about what they're hearing, what they're listening and pointing everything back to God. Like you said, like God is in the everyday. He doesn't just sit in a church pew on Sunday. He's in the everyday. And when we intentionally point that out to them on the daily, when we see fit or, you know, when God sees fit, when we find opportunities or when we see God working in their lives and we say, Hey, you know, did you see how that just happened? we allow them to see God in the real every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So how did your children respond when you started getting into God's word? (laughs) Like she didn't (laughs) respond to anything. (laughs) It is pulling teeth and I'm pretty confident Satan has a seat at our table. Um, And I think those are the days that I just, when it gets hard, I realize I have to press in harder Mm -hmm. and when the obstacles come against us, I realize something is happening in their hearts right. that I need to press in even more. And so uh, originally the kids would would fight me like, why is this important? I don't want to do this. This is a waste of time. Or how does this relate to my life? And now I feel like they have just kind of built it into their routine to where they have come expectant. Nice. So I think shifting it from like, we don't have to do this. We get to do this. And so we're inviting God into our every day so we can see him move and work and make space for him in, in our moments. Absolutely. I think that's powerful too. When we, it becomes a routine, it's not, it's not a routine that's hard or forced. It's a routine that like, okay, this is expected of me. And, but this is also how we can live this out. We can live it out every day. Uh, And I think the discipline helps them mm -hmm. process that, that, you know, I have swimmers, all my boys swim. And so they have learned that the more they go to practice, the more self-discipline they get, the better swimmers they are. And so we, we transfer that into scripture too. The more you get into this, the more it makes sense, the more questions you have, but the more answers you get. And so we're building spiritual disciplines. I think so many times we're focused on physical disciplines. We forget that we've got to train these children for spiritual disciplines as well especially today in today's world so true. when the, the noise is so loud and confusing and, you know, they go into schools, they go into society and they're telling them one thing. Can you speak to that truth? The importance of God's truth over worldly confusion and noise right now. Oh, absolutely. So we have a lot of information coming at our children a lot at every 
every way they turn, there's information bombarding them, whether it's TV, social media, computers, schools, advertising, church. But what they're lacking is a lot of wisdom. Yes. And so I have found that if I bring wisdom to my children and explain to them, you know, you can Google anything, but if you really want to know how something is going to affect your life, come to the people that have walked these paths and then leading them back to, well, mom and dad know a lot, but God knows more. So let's, exactly. let's go to the main source of things. And I found, especially with my teenager, that he's aware of so much. These kids aren't stupid. They no. know, they know so much. Right. And the more that we converse with them about God's path and what God wants from us and what God calls us to and what godly wisdom is, as opposed to information, then they start to make the connections themselves and they go out into the world and they say to us, you know, they see it, mom, I, I saw this and this is why God wants us to do this, right? Like, well, these consequences, my friend are walking through that happened because of this sin decision that he made. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So what can we learn from that? How can we offer love to that person? How can we walk them into restoration? And then how can we avoid those situations ourselves? So these kids are smart. They're so smart. And our job as parents isn't, you know, to just throw more information at them. We don't want to do that when we come to scripture, we want them to be transformed. And so that starts by really sitting and who is this God that made us? Why did he make us? And how does he love us? And what is wisdom as opposed to information? Right. Right. For the first time in history, our kids are getting information from someone other than ourselves if we're not careful. Oh, yeah. So this real life, tangible conversations of like, this is how God showed up. Or even that conversation that you had with, with your son about, you know, these are the consequences of sin. And now your friend is having to walk through that. That's so valuable instead of, you know, yelling at them or right. Like <laughs> I feel like real life conversations really just open up an opportunity to grow stronger in faith and help them walk that out. I think so much of the time we think we have to teach or preach scripture to our children instead of this last year, we've been real intentional about just kind of shepherding their hearts, uh, pulling them alongside us and saying, listen, I don't have the answers and mommy and daddy screw this up all the time on the regular, Mm -hmm. but we're trying to pursue Jesus. And I'm going to, I'm going to lock arms with you and bring Mm -hmm. you along this journey with me. And so follow me as I follow after Jesus. I think that is one of the most beautiful things Paul says as he's talking to Timothy. And I think if we look at discipleship the same way with our children, like yes. I don't have all the answers. I'm looking to the one who does. Yes. So let's bring you along with me and let's do this thing together. I have found, especially with my teenager, he's coming for questions. He's coming to me for answers and he's making really, really wonderful connections about issues in politics and social justice Mm. and church dynamics and relationships that are all scripturally based because Mm -hmm. he's now getting into the word and he's seeing how that affects culture. Yeah, that is so powerful. And that speaks a lot to your parenting that he has that open door of communication. Like, mommy, this is confusing. How do I process this biblically and matching that, you know? So you have three boys. I do. (laughs) 
<laughs> their personalities have to be different. It's amazing how you so can have <laughs> so many kids under one roof, same discipline, same strategies. However, they, their personalities are different. Do you see that there's like some boys who are more receptive to this, others that are not? And how do you approach that? Oh, a lot of prayer. Yeah. And right. a good amount of tears. I have one yes. child who is very much a watch and see before mm-hmm. he does. And then I have another one who jumps in and does, and then has to backtrack and realize <laughs> that was probably a bad jump. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead of looking at what they've done or what they want to do or their decisions, uh, we've worked at really going after what was the heart situation? Like what was the root of the heart situation Mm -hmm. and giving our kids language for their emotions? Nice. Like, why are you, you, I I think you're frustrated in this situation Mm -hmm. under that frustration. You know, I think you're frustrated because you're acting a certain way, but under that frustration, what are you fearing? What are you anxious about? And just giving them a vocabulary for what they're experiencing so that they can come back and say, I think I'm anxious about this, or I think I'm. I'm afraid of this, or I think I'm stressed about this situation. And then how do we navigate that? Well, okay. What does scripture say? Right. Yes. What does scripture say? That's what it all comes back to, right? (laughs) All right, girly. Those are all the questions I have for you today. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, but thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on this. You guys are doing a great job and you kingdom mamas hang in there because parenting is tough, but God is good. He is. That's, that's awesome. Parenting is tough, but God is good. And there is power and community and we are here alongside you. Girl, where can we find you on social? I know everybody wants to know this girl is amazing. She will be published one day, but in the meantime, where can we get your books? She has written books. There are studies out there. She's going to tell you where to find them. Thank you. Yes. Uh, So for social media, my favorite place is Instagram. And you can find me at Natalia Drum, two M's on that, like the drum that you would beat. And you can find my stuff at nataliadrum.com. I have a shop and I have uh, Bible study for busy women. So my heartbeat has been to get women into the word. And because I spent a lot of time in the car, the Bible study books are designed to be done in 20 minutes a day over 20 days a month and topics that are relevant to women and mothers. And you can even do them with your daughters too. I've got girls that are doing them as families. So nice. go ahead and jump over there if you're interested. And I will send you a coupon code that you can put in your show notes for anybody who's listening today. Yay. Awesome. Everyone loves a deal, right? (laughs) You won't want to miss out on this. All right, sisters, y'all have a great day. Happy Monday until next time. Hey mama, before you go, will you do me a favor? If you found this podcast encouraging and valuable, would you please head over to iTunes, leave a review and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to connect with you. I can be found on social at Trudy underscore Lineski. Until next time, sweet girl, stand confidently in your calling. You are the mom for the job.